Welcome to the Lifeline, a production of Simply BJE Incorporated. The goal of this podcast is to build, to inspire, and to empower our audience through conversations on business, leadership, and mental health. We invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at simplybje.com forward slash the lifeline. Now, let's tune in for today's episode. Top of the day, everyone. I trust that you are well, and thank you for joining us for this episode of The Lifeline. We're your hosts, financial coach and business coach, Bo Powell, and yours truly, leadership coach and mental health advocate, Barry J. Elliott, also known as BJE. Our goal is to build, to inspire, and to empower our listeners as we discuss all things BLM. That's business, leadership, and mental health. You can visit us at www.simplybje.com forward slash The Lifeline and on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Today, Bo and I are privileged to host a special guest all the way from Noonan, Georgia, author and entrepreneur Michael Moore. Michael is the owner of Michael Moore Photography and the author of seven books. Turn to your neighbor and say, overachiever. Anyway, additionally, he is a content creator and blogger. So, Michael, how are you today, man? I'm great at yourself. Good morning. Good morning. Doing well, man. We appreciate you being on with us today. I know your schedule is crazy, you know. You are a celebrity, so we appreciate oh, the fact that. <laughs> so, hey, so but, but I I do want to uh, correct one thing. That yes, is sir. eight books. Oh, eight books, and yeah. soon to be nine. Soon to be nine. Okay, so come on now. Over, overachiever.com. <laughs> Author par excellence. Exactly right. I'm still trying to crank out my first one. I'm feeling quite dumb, but anyway, we. <laughs> We know we, we're gonna move on from that point. So listen, Michael, <laughs> you 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 did something that a lot of people talk about, uh, talk about doing, even dream about doing, but never do it. You walked away from your job in corporate America, and from what I remember, you were doing really well. Um, but you walked away from that job and you became a full time entrepreneur. So tell us about your journey from working for a company to working for yourself, and how did that transition come about, and how did you transition from the company to entrepreneurship? Well, um, first, I like to say this, that, you know, being an entrepreneur is a part of my DNA. Mm. But I remember um, it was back in 2016. You know, I just felt that it was there was a change or something that was going to shift in my life. But before then, I was already working my business part time. I was literally just doing using that job to leverage what I knew that I was gifted to do. And I did it for years before I stepped out into, you know, doing it full time, because uh, a part of my mindset was if I can do this well full time, then guess what? I can do this well. I mean, if I can do this well part time, then just imagine what I could do on a full time basis. So when it was time to shift, uh, it wasn't necessarily hard to shift. Was fear involved? Absolutely, because you're stepping out into the unknown, not necessarily understanding or knowing how would this go, you know, what this looked like, will I be able to do it? So a lot of, you know, uh, some fear was involved with it. But uh, when I got that confirmation from God, then I shifted knowing that, okay, it's time. So, yeah. Yeah. That's and when it was time, it was time. That's powerful. So, you know, we hear a lot about Kronos and Kairos. So for you, that was a Kairos moment. It was the divine right. moment for you to take advantage of that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so you mentioned that there was some level of fear 
which is normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what were your greatest or what were the fear factors? You know, other than the unknown, what were some other fear factors? Um, if I was going to succeed in what I was, you know, doing, um, you know, just all of the thoughts that that your mind are bombarded with when you're doing something new or when you're being, um, when you are the first in your family to step out and do something. That's a whole different conversation right there because now you're being somewhat of a pioneer you know, and you're changing the trajectory of, you know, your bloodline and different things of that nature. But, you know, financial fears are always, you know, the number one fears, especially when you, mm-hmm. you reaching, you're launching out into the deep, you know, leaving something that is secure for something that is, you know, have, you know, it's not as secure as you know it to be, especially on mm-hmm. a full-time basis. So I would say that is the number one um, factor where fear is concerned. Sidebar, before we got on to our listeners, um, these two men of God uh, railed on me for my use of, for my vocabulary. And you heard he just said trajectory. Like that's an everyday word. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> you feel a little salty about that, huh? I'm a little salty. I'm a lot salty. <laughs> Can let that go, huh? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, so, hey, Michael, I got to, you know, one of the things you mentioned you said you were doing it part time mm-hmm. uh, for years before you made that transition to full time. So, can you talk to the listeners about the you know how that played a role into your confidence in stepping out, you know, or the importance? Because you know sometimes people just take everything they got and they'll just launch out, you know, really not understanding the skill set of being an entrepreneur because it is a skill set, right? Mm-hmm. So, can you talk about how important that was to do it full, part-time first before you made that transition full-time and how that impacted your success? Absolutely. Because what one of the number one things that, that takes place is you're able to fund that vision with your full-time job. That's, mm-hmm. that's one of the number one things. Um, it also gives you the flexibility to network mm-hmm. and, and different things as well, because I was still traveling back and forth to Atlanta off of their dime, you know, mm-hmm. um, getting the training that I needed to have, cultivating my gifts, making connections um, and so on and so forth. So, you know, that time working for someone else while I was, you know, running the business really gave me the opportunity to really hone in on those skills, you know, mm-hmm. learn how to, how the, the business flow as far as, you know, clients, as far as, you know, um, um, using, you know, financial services and just different things that it takes to run a business. I was able to cultivate that and have some understanding of how everything flows before I went into full-time entrepreneurship. Good stuff. So, so running it, you know, running that business mm-hmm. part time is still somewhat, you know, the same flow full time. You just have all of your time to yourself from a full time perspective. Yeah, so, that's good. Go ahead. No, were you finished, Bo? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, would how <clears throat> how difficult is it for you? Because as as working for a company, you have a certain you have to punch a time clock. So you have to adhere to a certain times, time schedule. But as an entrepreneur, your time is yours. So how difficult is it for you to uh, manage your time? Or was it difficult for you to manage your time? 
It, it wasn't difficult. I'm very time conscious. I've always been. I From the moment I wake up, I already know I have my day pretty much planned out what I'm going to do all the way until it's time for me to go to sleep. So time management is one of my my strong points because I don't waste time. Mm. I plan everything that I do and I make sure that I'm intentional with my time. So how important is time management and intentionality to the life of an entrepreneur? Extremely. <laughs> because and I and I say that because when when you start out in, you know, entrepreneurship, you are everything. You're the bookkeeper. Uh -huh. You're literally everything. So you have to devote a certain amount of time to all of those areas because you're going to be the one that's going to do them because you don't have the resources. Well, most people don't have the resources that, you know, it takes to 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 put other people in those spots. But I also think it's a good thing because you need to know how everything running your business anyway. You need to, you know, because there may be times where if you just depend on somebody to do everything and then they up and leave, then you have no clue how to do anything. So understanding how things flow in your business, understanding if you had to step in and do it, then you have enough knowledge. You may not be an expert about it, but you have enough knowledge about what you're doing that you can step in and continue with that, that flow. And it's, it's time. Business is very time consuming. And so, but what I realized doing, doing business is that when you're doing something, you know, you're supposed to be doing, you can do it a whole, you can do it longer you can do it all day and you still won't feel the same type of tiredness that you would feel working for somebody else, Yeah, you know, because it's what you want to do is what you're called to do. And so when you are, when you enter into that arena where you know your grace to do something, then that grace gives you the ability to do it longer and, and more efficient versus working for somebody else. That's good. That's good. You said something about how as a beginning entrepreneur or budding entrepreneur, it gives you the ability to learn your business. And it made me go back to something I heard probably 10 or 15 years ago, had to be 15 years ago, when Oprah was talking about the fact that she still signed all of her checks for a company. And so it helped her to keep her hand on the pulse of her company. Learning your business in the way that you did, it helps you to keep your hand on the pulse of your business so you never lose touch of your business because that's possible to be in business, but you lose touch with the flow of your business. Absolutely. That's a big deal. So how long did it take you to find your bearings or to find your mojo as a full-time entrepreneur? To find it your groove? long. Okay. Because, you know, the, the moment I left, which was um, the January the, the 15th, 2016, that's when I went into full-time entrepreneur. And literally when I left, um, I never had a stopping point, meaning that, you know, all of my time was still consumed with doing business because actually by the time I left the full time job, I was already like buried. You know, I was already like, OK, this is a lot. I got to let something go. So when I went into full time um, as an entrepreneur, that just thrust me into just now being able to put more of my attention and two, you know, the job full time, the business full time, which I really didn't have 
you know, any play play time because it was it was grind time. It was time to really just go all the way in. So my attention um, still was really cultivated throughout the day with everything that I had to do and learn. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So as an entrepreneur over these last it was January 15th, MLK's birthday, January 15th, uh, 2016. So we're seven, almost eight years now. So all over these seven, almost eight years, what have you learned about yourself? Um, that I, I really like working for myself. <laughs> I like that for several uh -huh. reasons, but I also, um, like the fact because it teaches you, you know, um, your level of relentlessness mm. and it just teaches you. It also cultivates it, lets you know the areas where you're weak in the areas uh -huh. where you're strong, um, and it just it just really teaches you much about yourself and your ability to keep pressing because everything is it doesn't shine. It's not glittery over here in the, the world of entrepreneurship. But at, at the same time, if you've been there, you wouldn't change it to work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's you, you said something key as far as resilience. You know, it's important for mental toughness because being a full time entrepreneur sounds sexy, you know, and if you're built for it, you know, you can weather those storms and things of that nature. But can you talk to the listeners about the challenges of being an entrepreneur and the hurdles you have to overcome, you know, and the mental toughness it requires to to stay an entrepreneur? Because some people start out as an entrepreneur, but statistics say that most businesses don't succeed you know, within a first few years. So can you talk to us about some of the challenges uh, of being an entrepreneur and what you did to overcome those? I think the the first thing you have to really know that this is something that you're supposed to be doing. Like mm -hmm. this is something that you're called to do. And when you know that for sure, then you already know that you have that backing of God. You got mm -hmm. that backing. And so secondly, you have to understand that, you know, you have to grow clientele. And sometimes, you know, that can take a process that can take mm -hmm. a process and you have to be consistent with it. Um, one of the things that I don't like about entrepreneurship, uh, the insurance premium, because the insurance is extremely high. So you go from, you know, this little $20 or something like that, you know, 40, <laughs> right? 50, 100 for working with a company. And then it's almost triple, you know, it triples, mm -hmm. you know, when you work for, yourself and the things that uh, that a lot of people who work for a company, uh -huh. the things that they take for granted, you know, we wish we had some of those, you know, benefits and, you know, working for yourself because it seemed like they charge us for everything, you uh -huh. know, um, it's expensive. It, it, it costs a lot to maintain the things that you have and it costs a lot to maintain like again the different insurances for your business whether it's for the business itself or for health insurance so it, it it costs a lot to maintain that so those are some areas that i don't like about mm -hmm. entrepreneurship um and those probably a lot of times those could be some challenging aspects as well um mm -hmm. the next thing i would say is that you don't you don't get a check like the average person every week or every two weeks. And so, you know, you have to steward what you have very well because there will be times where there's an overflow, but then you hit those seasons and those moments where it's just like, all right, what's going on here? <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and you know, it's it's one of them things that anybody who runs a business, you face. You know, you face those moments, and I don't think those. I, I don't think that anybody who who runs a business have not faced those those issues because you do have those moments that fluctuates, and you just have to know that you know. You have to continue to do what you do. And then also, if you are called to do multiple things, use those moments to leverage the other things that you're supposed to be doing. Uh-huh. You know, build from that moment. You don't waste time just because there's a slow moment. You take that slow moment and you do other things that you're supposed to catch up on or other things that you're supposed to build. That's good. That's good. You know, one of the things you talked about is everything's on you as a entrepreneur, especially starting out. And so going from working in corporate where you pretty much processing work to now going to entrepreneur where you're a work creator, talk about the importance of faith and belief in yourself in order to be successful. Um, because it's one thing when you, like you said, you go from the security of corporate America, where you get on, they kind of assign the work to do for you to process and you have to be creative within processing the work. But now you transition to entrepreneurship and you're pretty much creating everything. Mm-hmm. So it takes a, a certain level of faith and belief to do that. Can you speak to that? You, you know, it's it's a bit easier for me in that aspect mm-hmm. because I'm artistically gifted. So I'm able mm-hmm. to, you know, on the marketing side, I'm able to create my own marketing, you know, mm-hmm. I'm able to, you know, create, I know how to make it look good. I know how to make it look polished. So, you know, for me, from that perspective, mm-hmm. it works out for me, but I just don't like doing it. But hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> right, you know, right. got to fit it in your schedule <laughs> if you're trying to keep your budget where it needs yeah. to be. So you just have to make time to do it. But um, you do have everything. And if you if you can leverage some stuff to somebody else, you do that. And then, you know, sometimes you may get in a situation where you friends with someone who have the service that you need and they have the service that you need. There's an opportunity to barter those services so that, you know, you're not um, compromising. They're not compromising. So you both have excellent service to provide and you just exchange it. That's good. That's Mm -hmm. good. That's good. When you were talking about being a creative, it just dawned on me. I forgot that you were a musician. So you are a creative creative. You're creative several <laughs> times over. Right. Um, yeah. So, and I I also need to give you a shout out because you were the first person that gave me software for creating. So the flies that you see mm-hmm. me do, Bo, he was the first person that gave me software to kind of start. Nice. That. Yeah. So shout out, kudos to you for that. I, I, I didn't forget that. So I won't say thank I, you. I did. No, I didn't forget. <laughs> it was it was it was Photoshop Elements. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I remember now. Photoshop, Photoshop yeah. Elements. Now, of course, wow. I don't I don't do um I don't do flyers for sale because it takes me too long. But it what it does is help me not to have to buy the services of other people because I I can do it for myself. It just takes right. me a, a long time to do it. But that's beside the point. It saves money. So I, yeah. I appreciate that. So of course now I have Creative Suite. Um but you started me out with Photoshop elements. And I remember that. So thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I, I, Michael, I think we've, we go back to this MySpace days probably. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> Good God. So anyway, we're not going to talk about that because that makes me think about my age. I'm actually glad to be almost 48. So let me, let me put that out there. I'm glad to be almost 48. Um, so let me ask you this, Michael. Um, we were talking about some of the things that you learned about yourself and in the psychology world, it's called self-awareness. 
Uh, why do you think it's so key for an entrepreneur to have a high level of self-awareness or is it unnecessary? I think it's, I think it's necessary because you have to know what you're good at. You have to be, you have to know you, you know, know your, your limitations, you know, know the things that you don't tolerate and the things that, you know, you have tolerate, you know, you, that you can tolerate. You just have to know yourself. And I think, um, know and even where your your business is concerned know your strong your strong areas you know know your gift know know your level of you know your abilities because even your pricing point is going to be not just based on you know the whatever you know the going price is in a market but your skill level knowing what you can bring to the table and that it exceeds you know just the average so you have mm. to you have to know yourself and you have the price accordingly. You're talking Bo's language. <laughs> yeah. You do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. So as we kind of move towards the end, a couple more questions. What has been your greatest lessons or your greatest lessons as an entrepreneur? That's a good question. Greatest lessons. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I think this is this. Whenever you get in a situation that you don't understand or a season, um, learn whatever you need to learn in that moment. Mm. Learn whatever you need to learn in whatever season that you're brought into, because there's a lesson there. And that, that lesson that you're going to, you know, um, that you're taking in or or that you're being tested with is going to take you to the next level. It's going to help you be stronger um, next time around. And it's just preparation for the next level of your business, you know, or that next business adventure. And so nothing is wasted. All things work together for good, but it's important to not allow what you don't know to stress you out because mm. what I'm learning on a regular basis is that you can have the problem without the stress. You don't have to stress. That's you don't good. have to, you know, mm -hmm. you don't have to. You can have that situation and 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 you cannot really understand or get clarity on what the, the you know, the thing to do next if you're stressed out, because answers comes in a place of clarity and not stress. Mm. <clears throat> you're talking good, sir. It's the truth from the mouth of an author. Nine nine times over. So I so I was <laughs> So th this is my last question, and you know I'm sure Bo has something he wants to say. But my last question is: What would you tell other entrepreneurs that are the must-haves or the must-knows of entrepreneurship? Be who you're supposed to be, and don't be. Don't mimic another person because what you have is is intentional. You're okay. supposed to stand out in the marketplace. You don't supposed to because when people ask you, well, what makes your business different? It's supposed to be you. Uh -huh. It's supposed to be what you bring to the table because we are all individually different. And so that our personalities, everything that we've been given supposed to go into what it is that we're supposed to produce. So be yourself and don't compromise excellence because no matter what level you're on, 
you can bring excellence to the table because excellence is a spirit and not necessarily a dollar amount. So you can take what you have and be excellent with it. That's good. That is good. You know, so <clears throat> Brother Moore, how can people um, take advantage of what you have to offer? I know you're a photographer, you have books. So if people want to partake... Them. I'm sorry. Brother Moore, before I was just, you know, so rudely interrupted <laughs> by Mr. Salty over here. But uh, how can people take advantage of your services uh, if they want to buy a book, see what books you offer? Can you talk a little bit about those books if you want and how people can get involved with your services? Absolutely. I have um, two websites. Um, the first one is michaelmorephotography.com. Mm -hmm. The second website is michaelmorebooks.com. Um, and that more is not M-O-O-R-E-R. -E no, it's M-O-O-R-E-R -E instead of M-O-O-R-E. Because a lot of times when people hear more, they think more, but it's more-er. Mm. Gotcha. And it's two O's. M O O. R E R. Correct. Want to make sure people get to you uh, with that. So anything else, Mr. BJE? Let me just add this piece right here. Go ahead. And then mm -hmm. from the website, you know, you can connect with me on all of the social media mm -hmm. platforms because there are, you know, buttons there that will connect all the other platforms. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Well, man, that concludes today's episode of The Lifeline with your host, BJE and Bo Powell. Man, we were so blessed to have Brother Michael Moore in the house today. Make sure you go check out his websites and his social media. And don't forget to check us out at www.simplybje.com forward slash The Lifeline and on social media. BJE and I are on a mission. We want to bring light and life into your household. So join us. And let us hear your feedback because it's all about bringing life to you on the lifeline. Y'all take care and God bless. God bless Thank everybody. You. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate you. Thank and I'm you. proud of you. Let me say that in conclusion. Thanks, bro. Yeah, man. That's Thank major. You. Nine books. Nine that's books. incredible man so what are your books about thank you for listening to today's episode with host business coach Bo Powell and leadership coach Barry J. Elliott join us next week for another impactful conversation on the lifeline 